Okay. Hello, welcome to Victory Chat with Jackie. I'm your co- your host, Jackie McKeever. And on Victory Chat, we talk about everything from faith and finance to books and business. And speaking of books, we're doing a, a special series called Behind the Author's Pen, where we get up close and personal with our authors. We get all up in their business, y'all, and find out a little bit about their author's journey and their books too. So today we have a special co-host, I want to say, um, or a person that we're interviewing. Her name is Severine DeRosier, and her book is called A Path to Resilience. The path to resilience. Yes. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, and you? Thank you for having me. All right. I just want to make a confession, y'all. Y'all, she has a beautiful name, and I practice saying her last name because I do not want to mess up her name. Honey, we got to get the word out who this author is. I love uh, female authors, um, especially African-American authors. Y'all, we got to do it and do it right for the kingdom. Okay. Anyway, so are you ready to get in our hot seat? and answer these 10 questions let's do it let's get into it that's what i like to hear okay <laughs> we're gonna get all up in your business girl <laughs> okay so the first question is why did you decide to write this book um i have felt that i had a story that needed to be told uh with uh, the type of path that i've had in life i felt was pretty unique and that the story yeah, needed to be heard, more of like a message for others. How long did it take you to write the book? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. So I am working full time and I'm also in school. So honestly, without um, COVID, it would have taken me about three years. And when I say without COVID, I mean, like the fact that you got to work from home and then so that you could cut down on like commute time and so on. Um, and then even the dynamic with my day to day ended up slowing down, you know, with the lockdown. So all this to say, it took me two years to write it That's instead good. of three or four. Yeah. Hey, we are thankful that you wrote it um, because like five years ago, I started writing a book and I put it down. Um, because I, in the book, I share personal stories. So anything, sometimes it takes a little longer when you're doing something, especially when it's like nonfiction, not the fiction stuff doesn't take that long, but when you have a personal attachment to it, um, even if the journey has already passed, you're refilling those emotions and so that you can connect to the audience and they're putting, and you're putting it into words on a page. So that is actually an excellent amount of time. Um, were there any other delays in producing or writing this book? Uh, well, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned, like you said, like when it's something personal. So yes, the delays were because of the emotional side of it. Going into it, I didn't know too much about writing a book. For me, I was thinking, oh yeah, no, you just write it down and then hit publish and ta-da, there's a book. I forgot that because this is a book about my life, um, you even have to do like research on yourself. And I think some of the chapters 
chapters I, I, I was writing really quickly and then the emotions came back like a volcano erupting and was thinking hang on I think there's a better way to handle this so the delays were through some of the chapters I was able to barely get through with like teary eyed and then others I even had to go through therapy until I'm like okay I'm trying to write about this difficult part if you can help me through it and then we did got those sessions down and then sat down and wrote the chapter so for yourself if you're writing yeah something about your life and it's personal I would say make sure that you've healed first um before going back to those times because you've got to write it in in details to like you said transfer the emotions that you were feeling at the time to the reader so yeah I would say those were the delays um who was this book written for um I would say anyone and everyone going through difficult times um People, I would say, if you're looking into like specifics, maybe the ones that have gone to like a new world, per se, like immigrants. Um, yeah, anybody going through difficult, hard times that is in need of words of like uh, inspiration, encouragement to find their strength, that would be the target audience. Cool. Yeah. So um, you said this was your first book, right? first um will there be any other books in this genre or other books in the future for you uh yes and this genre probably I mean it's it's this one it can't come out right away because I feel like I need to live more life before writing another book about my life uh even this one people were like slightly curious like oh you're writing like you know autobiography that's that's a little early um, but I feel like I've, I've lived um, long enough anyways to, to write about that first book. So the one that will be within that genre will be probably a, a couple of years down the line. And then um, writing this book, I've had opportunities to just kind of connect with different people um, that I feel are inspiring also, um, have gone through a journey of their own. So I definitely feel like I need to write about that. I've come across just incredible people with different journeys from all walks of life. And then I want be to awesome. That would yeah, be awesome. That would be awesome. You'd be surprised that some of the uh, big time um, people like T.D. Jakes, um, you name them, not, and not just ministers. Uh, I want to say... His first name is Zach. I don't remember his last name right now. But anyway, a lot of the big authors and stuff, they actually, uh, they don't always, I mean, it could be a nonfiction or, or a self-development book. And they take the stories of other people. Um, some of the visionary projects and stuff um, where uh, the person that founded the group or whatever uh, would be the visionary author and they join other authors where they get to tell their story. There's so many ways to produce a book. Um, I actually want to applaud you for taking the courage to um, write an all anything about your life, you know, because um, yeah. it's it can be a lot, you know, pers from personal experience, it, it can be a lot. And I just believe regardless of whether you call the book an autobiography, a, a memoir or whatever, 
I believe if you have an, a, a solution to a problem, you should put it in a book. Exactly. Exactly. I understand because that. somebody's looking for a problem. I mean, like uh, I'm just talking about mental health real quick. Uh, one of the things I pride myself is, uh, you know, I've suffered from, from different types of depression and being freed from that, uh, breaking free from that, uh, that manic state or that uh, deep depression, major depression state, um, therapy is a wonderful thing. I suggest anybody going from one level to another to seek a, a, a therapist and not just any therapist you want to interview that therapist to make sure that they're a right fit for you i'm an advocate for mental health so anything that you can do for yourself go ahead and do it because it makes us stronger uh stronger people stronger writers just our best self um, right i totally understand and i feel like especially within um the black community it's not talked about enough or it's taboo um, which for me, even in my own family, it, it took us some time to accept that, like, no, it's, it's to help you. And like you said, I'm glad that you talked about interviewing the therapist as well, because I think it's important to find the right fit on both sides as far as that goes. But yeah, like I did that. And honestly, I bet I wanted to say, like, I bet you feel lighter now that you're out of that depression. No? It, it did, because um, one of the things uh, I'm just sharing something personal with you all listeners, because, you know, we friends, we friends. OK, so yeah. one of the things I had to learn, one of the things, the first thing, even though I love books, I love to write um, how to verbally communicate the way I was feeling about stuff. You know, I'm naturally, even though y'all see me on social media, on YouTube, on my podcast, but my natural instinct is I'm an introvert. I go some, I can be in a, a room full of thousands of people and not say a word and be comfortable with just sitting at the table by myself, you know, because I, um, so that's my comfort zone. So yeah. Um, one of the things, like I said, taught me to express my, uh, the way I felt about issues and not to hold them with inside myself because, um, that would just tear away. Um, another thing was, um, like I said, um, when you going from one, one position to another, whether that be your, in your career or whatever you're at, your trying to develop your your life or scale yeah. up um you can have some upper limit issues and yeah. so working with a therapist is is a great thing you know learning more it'll help you learn more about yourself and once you are able to say to really get down deep and say why am I feeling like that exactly and it it takes a team it takes a team it's not just a therapist it's not just medication by itself you have to be a willing and active participant in your healing so you have to not only go with areas in your in your in your mind in your inside that you probably don't really want to go in because you kept them hidden you also have to be willing, just like exercise, if you're building a muscle up, 
You got to yeah. work that muscle, honey. You got to find a way to atone and develop that muscle. Okay, not tone. You're not toning the issue. You're toning the place inside your heart. You're healing yeah. the place inside your heart. You learning how to release that thing that's been blocking the blood flow to your heart so that you can be more healthier. Exactly. And anyway, so back to the book, honey. Back to the book. Um, what do you want readers to get from your book? Um hope like I said inspiration um the reiteration that like through perseverance you really can get out of uh, you know certain situations when everything just seems out of control to the art of like maybe focusing on what you can control um and staying positive I would say so yeah that encouragement mostly that's good. We all can use that. It's we need somebody, a voice to say, you know, it's okay. You know? Yeah. It took me some time to know sometimes like while writing the book, um, to understand that some of the parts that um try to keep hidden the most and the most ashamed of mm-hmm. are actually the parts that somebody really needs to hear or read about that day. Yeah. Yeah, you you want to inspire people. So um, what other authors or books inspire you? Um, For for books, I like growing up, I know I liked um, slightly embarrassed to say, but chicken soup for the soul. I really, I really like those, like the little short stories um, about different scenarios, because like you said, I, I didn't have therapy like always at first, but to me it was therapeutic because at the different p- parts that I was going through in my life, you would have a different like case scenario. And then I got gained comfort and knowing that other people are going through something similar at least. And then you could see, like you said, like it was sometimes a solution to literally an issue that I had in other times just yeah take comfort that others are in it with me um and then for like an author I would say so Jerry Jenkins um has written like a couple of series and it's not even you know for like his books that inspired me it's just again like for him his perseverance because when I was trying to pre-COVID right trying to write this um the book uh and you've got like life first of all work and school and so on I was thinking gosh this is going to take me a decade at, at best and and so then I was reading up about him and he was saying like he he also had no time full-time job two kids and decided to try to create a routine um he didn't even have a table so he used like an ironing board at 4 a.m wow. which was yeah so like I was thinking okay if he can do this then you know I, I could definitely put some time in and so Yes, you have to sacrifice some of your sleep, some weekends that even there, Sunny, you're watching from outside your window and thinking, well, let me just kind of sit down and do that. But yeah, like I liked his perseverance through it all, thinking, you know, he didn't have the best of conditions either to, to try and write his books. Y'all, this is so juicy. I just want to <laughs> remind y'all, if y'all have not subscribed, y'all make sure y'all subscribe and y'all make sure that y'all 
follow her. Um, she's going to give information at the end about where to find her book. But make sure y'all grab this book, honey. She put a lot of heart and soul in this book. So we need to support our, our authors, especially you female listeners. Make sure y'all support your girl. Support her. Okay, so um, what advice would you give other people um, trying to write a book? That's a good question. So don't make the mistakes that I have done where uh, I would say to promote it, promote it, promote it, and do so beforehand. Like one of the reasons why I hadn't, it was fear. Mm-hmm. Also where, you know, like I, even as I was writing and even now, thinking like, am I even a writer? Like, do, do I qualify to do this? Is, is this, you know, like, am I insulting others that have, you know, are better than me while trying to pretend that like I'm an author or whatnot. But um, yeah, and I, and I know a lot of people have told me they've started, but they're too scared. They think, think that people will say this, that, and the other, or like you said, if it's personal things. So my thing is like, just um, one of the ways that I usually use to receive persevered or anything is like, I tell people, like even with things like weight loss, you start telling people that you're on a diet because then you're less likely to like have a burger in front of them per se. Um, and so this one was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell people. I didn't tell that many because I was still very scared, but still at least so that it, it keeps you going and you're somewhat accountable to somebody. And also if specifically for the ones where it's fear that's holding them back, this is so much easier said than done, but if you're waiting for like the fear to go away, it, it, it kind of won't. So you have to do it while you're scared. Just do it while you're scared, honestly, um, at this point. I just, just go for it, jump in and it'll be okay. Because in the end, like I got a lot of support and so on. So it's fine, it'll be fine. It'll be okay, I love that. <laughs> it doesn't always seem that way. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, but it will be another day. It's just one day. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we want to hear more about it, about this book. Cause so can you give us a quick blurb, a little sample of your book and then tell the audience where they can purchase your, your book? Uh, yes. Yes. So, um, if you don't mind, I was going to read like a little bit of it. Cool. 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 So, um, I don't like to start from the beginning, is it's, it's kind of growing into the middle into the middle of it yeah um and hopes that i can transport you guys cool so okay dad i'm not doing this with you porsche yelled it was a typical saturday morning and the williams family porsche had asked her mom to take her to walmart to buy some tampons but as she was leaving the house she realized she left her wallet inside amid her search she got into yet another argument with her dad jerome jerome was an ex-soldier who became a cop immediately after leaving the army and picked up a drinking habit somewhere in between. Paired with his anger issues, it didn't take him long to become violent. He and Portia had similar personalities, causing the two to bump heads often, especially now that she was getting closer to being a legal adult. Their arguments became a routine, a weekend routine. And wanting no part of it, Diamond, her sister, started working on Saturday mornings to get away from the family for a couple of hours. Oh, so you can talk back now, back now Jerome shouted from the living room. Porsche rolled her eyes and kept looking for her wallet in the room. Agitated that she hadn't answered, Jerome rushed down the garage and grabbed his gun. I'll show her, he muttered to himself while making his way over. What did you say to me, little girl? Mm. Porsche looked up to see her dad standing in the doorway of her bedroom, pointing the gun at her. 
She was scared, but remained unfazed. There was no way she would give him the satisfaction of reacting. Nonchalantly, she walked towards the door without so much as a glance in his direction. He clutched his handgun, now boiling with anger, and pushed her back. Nah, nah, what did you say earlier? He widened his stance, fully blocking the exit. Dad, you're being crazy right now, let me through. Porsche pushed her father out of the way, but he shoved her back, much harder this time. She reached for the gun and attempted to wrestle it out of his hand, but he fought back. A loud bang stopped them both in their tracks. They glanced at each other's fearful eyes for a split second before looking down, the blood sprinkling over Porsche's shoe. She looked at her hand on her stomach and saw nothing but blood going through it, and a stinging feeling brought her attention to her stomach. A bullet had fired, and it had gone through her hand and now through her stomach. You shot me. You actually shot me, she screamed. Terrified by his actions, Jerome dropped the gun slowly, stepped back, stepped back, and finally got out of Porsche's way. As she limped out of the room, through, though getting weaker with every step, her overwhelming determination to make it to the end of the hallway kept her going. With bloody hands, she reached for her phone and called Diamond. Hey, Porsche. All Diamond could hear was wheezing. Porsche, are you okay? Diamond, something happened to me, she muttered, and it's bad, but I know I'm going to make it. You'll see. I'm going to get out of it. Porsche? Porsche? Without thinking twice, Diamond made a U-turn to rush back home. Unable to hold herself up any longer, Porsche fainted and fell into a pool of blood. Floyd, the girl's brothers, had been into his room the whole time and wondered what the noise was about. He opened his door, his bedroom door to a horrific scene. Blood stained the walls and Jerome sat on the floor, staring vacantly at nothing. Panic-stricken, Floyd took a, a big gulf, gulp and followed the trail of blood leading to the kitchen. There, he found Portia, face down and the blood unconscious. Mom, mom, call 911. Meanwhile, in the Paris cafe, I was surfing on Facebook and saw a picture of Porsche and Diamond on Diamond's Facebook wall. The caption read, I squeeze her hand and she can squeeze back. This gives me hope. Puzzled as to what she was referring to, I glanced out the window. It was already dark. And Saint-Denis was one of the most dangerous places in Paris, not a place you'd want to be at night. I started to type a Facebook message and stopped in the middle of it. Be a good friend and go call her. So I grabbed my jacket and headed to the next payphone. It's Porsche. She's in the hospital. Oh my gosh, I said. She explained everything to me while we were on the phone. She told me about the cops and the news media and how the news media came filming Jermone coming down the steps of their house with a bloody shirt and a gun in his back pocket. She told me how her extended family called her to say that, to tell her to say that it was an accident. No one even asking if Porsche was ever even going to survive. That incident reinforced what I already knew. Diamond, and, Diamond always knew exactly how I felt when I had drama with my own family. She never really, she was never really surprised at the crazy stories I told her. Her family was just as chaotic as mine. I listened and empathized with her like a great friend. And like the great friend she is, she turned her attention to me. Sorry, Sev. I've been talking about my drama this whole time and didn't think to ask about you. How are you doing? I smiled, thinking what a wonderful friend she was. We were the best of friends. And I wanted to tell her about my own situation. I wanted to tell her about the nights I had spent in the streets, how Izdam reacted when he found out I was homeless, everything. But now was not the time, for we were, re for we were each going through our own personalized hell. So, yeah. Wow, that was... Good. Y'all better get that book, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I was like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> off the bat. So where can um where can the where can the listeners and the viewers catch your book? 
Um, yeah, the main one of the main places, uh, Amazon. So yeah, Amazon. Um, it's also an Audible book, um, as well as a Kindle, and then like so then iTunes as well. I think Goodreads and Barnes and Nobles. You can cool. also yeah get the signed copy on my website at severinderosier.com. Can we see your book? Yes. Oh, I can't believe I didn't show it to you. I think That's the light all right. Is- it's cute. Love the cover. Okay. Oh, Thank you so much for getting in our hot seat. Um, Thanks for having me. You're you're welcome. So this is Victory Chat with Jackie McKeever. Remember, your victory starts here. See y'all next time.